Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Are we doing Thanksgiving this year? What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. I gave myself the full Tiger King back in the spring. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. Our dog is not losing her mind. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. What are we going to do? Like throw candy at them in the yard, I guess? I don't know. Hey, everybody. Welcome to What Fresh Hell. This is Amy. And this is Margaret. And Amy, today we are talking about things you never thought you'd have to say. Pandemic. (laughs) But you're saying them now. You're saying them during these COVID times while you're riding on the Corona Coaster. Before we get to this, I do want to give a quick update on how my uh, saying no is going. Love it. Okay, so our recent episode, Trying to Find Your No, we talked to Amy. About getting better at saying no, yes. Yes. And I so I'm making some progress, and I set my goals this week, and it's going. Let's put it that way. I've learned a couple things about saying no that I want to make sure to uh, follow up on. One is, once you start a task, you can't say no to the task. You try to hand the baton to somebody else, it will not work. Give us an example, please. All right. So here's what happened. My kid's on a um, soccer team, and we had a WhatsApp organized by one of the parents who's the type of parent to organize such things. And then she was like, sorry, my kid's on varsity now. So, okay, we're going to, I'm going to cut all you guys from the chat. And now, like, you'll have to figure it out. Bye. So now we're a bunch of parents with no communication from the school. Nobody knows what field the game is on or what time or anything like that. We have to communicate with each other. You're adrift in a sea of soccer confusion. We're a Drift. And I did need to know what field and what time. So I did set up a WhatsApp with a couple of the women that I did know on my phone and said, like, okay, this will be our new chat. And then I started getting, gading, 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 add this person to the chat, add that person to the chat. And I couldn't figure out how to do it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know how to do this. I don't actually don't know how to add people to a WhatsApp chat. And the problem is you can't, like, I started a chat, so I can't now be in charge of it. You mean you literally can't get out of it technically? Or you mean you've overcommitted and you just can't psychologically get out of it? Well, I was like, there's no reason. Like, why have I put myself in charge of the chat? Like, somebody else can be in charge of this chat. Somebody else can add the people to the chat. I'm like, no, no, you have to. And no, I didn't really have to. But they were all like, well, I don't know how to do it. I'm like, I also don't know how to do it. (laughs) I I can't do this. (laughs) Yeah, this is, I think the lesson is, and I was thinking about this 
re-listening to the episode and thinking about it, you have to back up your no, too. Your no needs to come really early. Right. So your no, because that's right. Like the initial yes, it's you're on the like alpine slide of yes now. You can't get off of it. Yes, that's exactly right. Right. I'm on the alpine slide. That's right. So like when this is why I say come from a place of no, right? Like you have an instinct when someone's like, no one's going to run the bake sale. You're like, but wait a minute, I'll run the bake sale. I'm super Amy. Like, let me run into my phone booth and change my outfit because this is what I was made for. No, but it's not that. It's less than that. It's like, oh, fine. Okay, I'll make some chocolate chip cookies. And then all of a sudden you're in charge of the bake sale. Like, no, no, no. I was, what? I was making one thing. That's, I am the person who... It's like, I'll do this one little part, and then I end up in charge, and I'm not sure how it happened, but it is. It's an alpine slide. But I do have a part two to this, which is helping me, which is sometimes saying no can also be not now. Like, even that's part of a no that I need to learn to say. So we go to the first game this weekend, and again, people are coming up to me like, can you add this person to the list, please? Can you add this person? And my kid is playing. You know, (laughs) I said, I had accepted my fate. Like, I will do this. I am not doing this now. I'm going to do it. I'd already decided. I had a long train ride yesterday. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do it now during the game. I will get to it. Will you email me those? And even that was difficult for me to do, to put boundaries around it. But sometimes not now is also no, and it's better than nothing. I love it, Amy. You're basically transforming into the Wonder Woman of no. Yes. With your satin tights fighting for your rights. You're going to be like, you're going to have those wrists up with the cuffs, and you're just going to be like, no, no, no. You are waiting 36 hours for this WhatsApp (laughs) chat to be set up because I'm in charge. You will wait for me to do the extremely annoying task that no one else wants to do. Exactly. I was tough. I was real tough. Real proud of myself. I like it. It's a step in the right direction, Amy. I'll give you that. Step in the right direction, Ames. All right. So let's talk about what we're talking about this week, which are the things that we never thought we'd do that we are doing now or saying now is that the assignment was... Yes. Things that we never thought we'd say. We went to our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash whatfreshhellcast. And as usual, our people there really came through with lots and lots of things that they're saying now in this new life. And we are going to discuss them. We're not going to discuss them one by one because there's like 250 of them. That would be like a 10 hour podcast. And then are they all bad? Like some of them, I didn't think I'd say this, but now I am. And it's actually a good thing. A few. All right. But mostly they're bad because I don't know if you've heard this, Amy, but the pandemic is terrible. (laughs) It's going great for most people, right? It's not a lot of upsides as it turns out. All right. Hit me with one. I'm going to start with a lot of people talking about the inverse lifestyle that is screens these days. Leanne says, she says a lot, go get online. (laughs) Amy says, sit your butt down and turn that video on. No, you can't go out to play until your video is over. (laughs) We're kind of in the upside down. I think thematically, if I had to pick a theme, which sometimes I like to do, we're in the upside down. Like you're basically everything you used to say, you're saying something different now. Yep. Another theme in this category, which I enjoy it a lot, is don't touch grandma. (laughs) Anna says, grandma's on the porch and would love to see your painting, but please, please do not give her a hug. Katie, no, you cannot hug your grandmother. (laughs) Elena, you can't hug grandma. This is a theme. Poor grandmas. It stinks to be a grandma right now. Yes, it does. And it's weird. I I am looking forward to seeing my nephews this week. I was just daydreaming about them because they're three, five, seven, nine. It's like a litter of puppies when I see them. And I'm going to see them this week. And I was imagining hugging the littlest one and realized, oh, no, 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 leave that part out. So you won't hug them at all? 
You'll just see them at a distance. I'll see them at a distance. Yeah. I mean, it's, we have, my sister has kids who are the same age as my oldest and youngest, and she lives in New York as well. And we have quarantined. So we have decided we're both going to commit to like good COVID behavior and we're quarantining. And then my nieces who are both homebound, basically both working from home and don't do a lot. They're not like, you know, sneaking out to like wild parties. They are also on our quarantine. But again, I guess we don't really hug them. I don't know. We do get together and it's fine, but we're in a bubble. But I have nieces and nephews who live in different states. And I'm literally like, when am I going to see them again? They range in age from two to like 13, basically. And it kills me. You know, these little tiny babas who are so cute, but they're going to be a year older when I see them again. And it's such a drag. Yeah. The thing about quarantining is you have to make sure that everybody or you have to sort of trust in the fact that everybody's doing the same thing when you're not together. It is super complicated. Like we can't go there. If we go there, when we come back, we have to quarantine for 14 days. If they come here, my kids can't go to school for 14 days. It's just awful. It's the worst. It's truly. And I mean, Again, there was a novelty quality for the first couple of months of this, Amy, that I find is really gone now. Yeah. I'm over it. Yeah. As I think about Thanksgiving approaching, like the thing I never thought I'd say is like, are we doing Thanksgiving this year? Like if it's just going to be the five of us, like really? Do I really have to turn the oven on and make a pie? Like we could just not. I feel like the Thanksgiving in your cave thing might be more depressing than just having spaghetti and meatballs. I don't know. I never thought I'd say that. I like Thanksgiving, but I don't like Thanksgiving with our stupid faces. Uh, I mean, I love Thanksgiving, but I am. I'm just like, I'm sad kid from Arrested Development. What's his name? You know, like with his head down. Wah, 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 wah. That's how I feel. I'm really bummed about the holidays. Everybody knows I'm holiday crazy and I'll still go holiday crazy. Like I just made Halloween cookies and my kids have incredibly elaborate costumes. But like, what are we going to do? Like throw candy at them in the yard, I guess. I don't know. But I'm still. Yeah. My problem is I can't go half steps at the holidays. Please. Not possible. I'll give you a good thing I never thought I'd say. And I am saying it and it's a good thing because I feel like you need it. I feel like the room needs it right now. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, guys. Every once in a while, I just bring a lot of bummer energy to the podcast. And today's one of those days. I'm having a bad day. Oh, I mean, it's raining here. I mean, it's one of those things. Yeah, it's gloomy. We're getting the tail of the hurricane. And it's just like, oh, it's so sad trombone at my house. (laughs) And my kid's school is closed, Amy. Right. It's going great up at your house. Oh, it's going so not great. But here's something I never thought I'd say that I say, I enjoy walking our dog, Marshmallow. I've become a person who enjoys walking the dog because it is 15 minutes that I leave my house and watch her be very in the moment sniffing like every single half inch of sidewalk, right? But it's just there's no screens and I'm outside and it has become a thing that I actually look forward to doing because it's like the break I have to take. I also think, you know, I have a cat who I'm not a big fan of and she's not a big fan of me. We kind of keep our distance from each other. But one thing I have noticed about a pet, it's kind of comforting that they don't know there's a pandemic going on. They're just still (laughs) the same pet. Right. They're not hanging their stuff on you like everyone else. Yes. I am so glad that we have this dog for that exact reason. Right. Because she's just doing her thing. She's pretty happy we're all home. She doesn't know why. She's not... 
She doesn't care. That's in the Bible, I think. Like, the sparrows don't care, neither do they spin. I'm not super religious, but I know that's in there. And it's like... Wow, bring it in a Bible reference. But yeah, that's it. Animals don't know. They don't know. They're just like, it's another day of sniffing the sidewalk for me. Going back to our things we never thought we'd say from our Facebook page, as we were just discussing, a theme is also how are other people doing this? So Carly says... Should we still be friends with them? Like, it's like you have to make some hard choices. You're like, wow, those people, I saw a picture of them at a concert two days ago. I don't think, I think we have to cut them out of our lives. Yes. Carrie says she has to constantly tell her daughter, we mind our business and let other people mind theirs. Generally used when she comments on people who are not following the same pandemic guidelines. That's also a funny aspect of the pandemic is like, kids who have become like total little narcs on the subject of like mask wearing like I have one of these who's just like he's like mini Dr. Fauci he's like why isn't that person wearing a mask like he has decided that he and he checks the numbers every day and he gets very mad at states that have high numbers he's like what are they doing over there He's way into it like Arkansas was like a had a personality right like oh Arkansas get your act together. He wants to like call Arkansas and be like, guys, it's masks, it's social distancing. What are you doing down there? Like he is mini epidemiologist and it's kind of hilarious. I feel like I've gone the other way than Carrie on this. I have become very much, I mean, I live in New York City. Density is an issue. And so I very much judge what other people are doing. And I haven't gotten into like a fight with anybody yet, but I'm glaring at them. But we're waiting for that to happen. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fine to be, before I make this statement, do I think it's fine? I think it's probably okay in your mind to be the mask police, but I do think it's good to emphasize with children that like we are not put on earth to tell other people what choices they're making. And we can't help but ascribe, but we shouldn't ascribe reasons to why somebody isn't wearing a mask or is wearing a mask, right? Like sometimes you're in a, a group of people outside and two people are wearing a mask and you're like, why are they wearing a mask? What, like, what's the secret? What don't they know? And you can't look into it too carefully, but it's a stupid thing to feel like you're making a statement about wearing it or not wearing it, but you kind of do. Yeah, it's gotten crazy that way. I don't know. New York is pretty good. So everybody's doing it here. Everybody's pretty much doing it. But yeah, it's kind of a new reality. Whereas like we've always been like, people live their lives and we live ours. And you know, we don't judge. And now we're like, why isn't that person wearing a mask? What the heck is wrong with them? Right. We've moved into a much more judgy category. Speaking of masks, I'm going to start us off in our mask category of things we thought we'd never say. So many of them. Oh, all right. Emma says, what do you mean we don't have any clean masks? Danielle says, wearing a mask all day gives me rock hard boogers. Never thought she'd say that. Tamson says, I need cream for my macne, which is mask <laughs> acne. Never thought I'd say macne. I am not a sufferer. No, I'm not either. It's funny. I've heard a lot about mask acne, but I, it's not a problem for me. I got an email. I'm on like an email list from a children's hospital. And then like, how is COVID-19 affecting your kids? And I thought like, oh, well, I'll read this email. It'll have useful information maybe for the podcast. And that was like the big takeaway is like, if your child is struggling with acne under the mask, here's what to do. I'm like, that is, I got 99 problems and macne ain't one. <laughs> I got 99. Amy, I have a metaphor for this. We'll be right back. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses, first two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. 
Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say? say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is... Toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code motherhood at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code motherhood for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. The thing to me with masks, Amy, is that it's the same as any other problem. This was always my theory about having multiple children. To me, zero to one child terrible. One to two child's children, not that noticeable. And then two to three children, like who cares? It's an imperceptible bump. Your life has already contracted to like, I wipe butts and make chicken nuggets. And so what's one more? What does it matter how many people you're doing that for? To me, like I could have had seven. I have found it not that hard to have that many, especially when they were little. And I think that masks have a lot of the same quality. It's just another thing. It's like I have a kid who, I mean, it has become such a joke in our family. He always only can find one shoe. It's his life story. And he also can't find the mask that he likes often. It's just another brick in the wall. You know, it, to me, it's just, right, you've got to launder them. And do you launder them? And we don't launder them that much. And they're on the floor of the car and we're a dirty one. It's just like socks. It's just another version of something we're already doing that is frustrating. So I don't really care that much about the mask thing. Here's something I never thought I'd say is that like the mask is fine and I don't even notice it when I'm wearing it a lot of the time. I never thought I'd say that, right? You put it on a first and it's like, oh my God, I can't like, uh, uh, I can't breathe. <laughs> I'm being strangled by a very weak person. Yes. And I find actually, if you can, you know, get a hold of them, the paper masks, that they are a lot easier to breathe through than the like piles that I ordered from Athleta and wherever because they were, you know, they were fabric and they were cool and this will be your color and this will be my color. And I'm just wearing the paper ones because I actually find them easier to breathe through. 
Well, I have found that, I mean, and people will disagree with me, and I know there's like people who are good at this, and I'm not, but to me, all mask systems are useless. Our mask system is big bucket in the car, big bucket at home, and then like pick one off the floor. Like they're just, we, the hooks and the color coordinating, I'm like, nope. And we don't clean them as often as we should, I'm sure. But, you know, I throw them in the wash every once in a while and we're system free on the mask and that's just how we roll. And we do keep one box of paper ones in the car. So like this morning, we, you know, just were going crazy and only one of my kids is in school and I, we were running late and she didn't have this for him. And then, oh, I had homework and she's right, you know, just a classic morning where everything's going to hell. And we jumped in the car to go. And as we pulled up to school, she took out of a mask, reached in the box, gave her one's fine. We do have like some systems around this. And the reason is that I have a kid for whom the idea of wearing a mask that somebody else might have worn, even a family member, even for five minutes, is like they'd rather have coronavirus than, <laughs> than that mask touching their nose. Right. So whose mask is this? And so we do have a sort of, you know, like kind of system because otherwise, yes, there's a new mask every 30 seconds. And like, you know, every surface of our house, the kitchen counter, whatever, are littered with these masks. And I'm trying to be like, they don't grow on trees. I don't even know where I'm going to get the next box of these. So let's all hang them on our hook that has our name. But it's not so easy. No. And like, it's also gross when you're out in the world. People, please, what kind of monster? Pick up your masks. I hate walking around and seeing them in the streets and like on hiking trails and stuff. Come on. People. Come on, people. I know it's not our listeners because they're not those kind of monsters. But what kind of monster? I will say once I went to take off one of the paper masks and I don't know, I must have been too aggressive, but like I picked it up and it got caught behind my ear and it flung away like a rubber band, <laughs> like a slingshot. And I had to go chase it down and find it. Yeah, like really, it was hilarious. Like it flung into the next county, but I did eventually track it down. Renee says she never thought she'd say, are there backup masks in the car? Yeah, like a backup mask. Is it definitely a... uh... But Renee, have one box of the paper once. Then you always know you have one. Yeah. The paper masks are also controversial because it's like how many uses are in one paper mask? What do you think? I mean, I think like 20, but most people (laughs) think one. I read somewhere five, and I, I have no idea if it was somebody who knew it there. I've decided that if you know if you hang it back up on the hook and you know it was yours, then yeah, you can use it again. Well, we don't hang it back up on the hook. We just put it on the floor of the car. Hooks. And then three people step on it, and then you put it back on. Yeah, we're really not. If there's problems from wearing dirty masks, we're goners in my family, let me tell you. Let's turn Amy, because goodness knows there's a lot to say. Things we never thought we'd say about homeschooling. Oh, okay. We... Uh, This one made me laugh, Jeanette. No snacking during speech therapy. You need your mouth free for the next 30 minutes. This has been a controversial topic in our house. Is eating allowed during school Zoom calls? Don't the teachers say no? I don't know. I mean, I actually, I don't have a lot of clarity on that. But here's, we fixed this problem. But one problem that we were having is back in the old days of coronavirus, back in March, April, May, My kids were doing, their homeschool was like, teachers would send six assignments. So I let them start at 9.30 in the morning, which is an hour, more than an hour after they usually start. And so I would let them have screens in the morning and chill out. That was like kind of to make up for the fact that we were, you know, quarantined and doomed. You could have this fun thing. But now one of my kids starts, his first Zoom starts at 8.20. And so I had rolled back into the, you can have screens in the morning. But first of all, 
it's dark in the morning here. So the kids are sleeping later. So they were like getting up at 7.30, getting on screens. And then all of a sudden it was class time at 8.20 and we wouldn't have eaten breakfast. We've of course solved this by getting rid of the screens in the morning, but it's often still tight to get him a good breakfast before 8.15 because we're just not in that like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not in that military mode of like, we're up, we're making breakfast. Okay, we got to hit our marks. Okay, someone's out there. It just still feels casual and 8.20 always sneaks up on me. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, yeah. So I let him eat on the Zoom call, but I think it might be rude. I'm just not sure what the rules or the etiquette are. My daughter, we're lucky enough that my daughter's going in person five days a week. May that keep going. I'm knocking on. Bless you. You're so lucky. This non-wood chair. I wish it was wood. But every single morning, we forget. She has to do a form, and we have to take her temperature. Right. And the form, of course, like I have to log on to the school website, and I forget what my password is, so I have to look up the password, and then I have to do this, and then I have to re-enter it again, and the bus is coming, and you know all that stuff happens every single morning, and I have not figured out how to make that like part of my like the coffee maker goes on and I pull up the school temperature form it just hasn't dropped in you can commiserate with my cousin Mary who says on the Facebook page oh no (laughs) I forgot to sign the COVID form do you have a blank one I can fill off do you have a blank one that I can fill out at every drop off yeah yeah my son went to a summer program this summer that needed one and I was always like can you hand me a form through the window and you know one of my kids is doing gymnastics and they need the form. Everybody needs the form. And the temperature thing, right? And you're like, yeah, she seems fine. You know, they, it's a house of cards that's holding our uh, school system together at this point. We're all doing our best. I think that toilet paper is kind of over, right? But we had a lot of people. Emma said, that's it. You're on TP rations. No more than 10 squares for you, Max. I never thought I'd ration. Yes, I had the same speech with my family. You were giving squares away. I didn't know. Like for a while, it got intense. Like we were down to like, I have these two rolls, then I have some napkins. Then I like, I was honestly like leaves. Like I was trying to figure out what was next. We have some coffee filters. Yeah. Wow. It did not get that dire here, but I do know a lot of people and it's making me laugh who in the last couple of months have received like a giant beat up box from China with like underground toilet paper they ordered like six months ago. Yes. And that's really cracking me up. They're always like yeah. horrible looking toilet paper with, you know, a totally like destroyed box. It, it's like, okay, I could have really used this six months ago, but right now I'm In not April. sure I need the 40 rolls of knockoff toilet paper from China. But no, we never had a toilet paper problem. We were always, we tend to buy toilet paper in bulk and we had like a 40 rolls when we went, things went down and we were. Like who gives a crap? Like I do have like a bulk thing now once they sponsored our show. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for the next thing. I won't be using coffee filters ever again. Yeah, but you don't know what the next thing is. That's the thing. You're going to live in a house made of toilet paper and you're going to desperately need like <laughs> bread or something. But I needed cake mix. It's going to be wrong. <laughs> yes. Elizabeth never thought she'd say, yes, I know they're good friends, but are they loan us toilet paper friends? (laughs) That's the thing. Like, it's the end of the world as you know it. And who has TP you can borrow? I mean, not borrow, use and never give back. I feel like paper towels are still, I mean, this was, I never thought I'd say this. I don't really need paper towels. That's another good one. Like, again, because we didn't have them. So I had to get creative. Like, all right, I'm going to pull the rags out from underneath the sink in the laundry room. And then all of a sudden, we're using rags and, you know, and like cleaning soap in a bowl with some warm water instead of bottles of sprays and paper towels and the ways that I was cleaning my kitchen every day. Totally changed. Yeah, we had moved to the non paper towel system a while back. And uh, I'm a fan. 
I'm a big fan. I've had to have some tough talks with my husband about where the rag that cleans the toilet does not go in with my good clothes to clean, you know? But other than that, it's been fine. Mm -hmm. We had a bunch of people, and this was interesting to me. It hasn't happened at my house, but I can see it. Carrie says, she never thought she would say, you can watch your iPad during dinner. I hate it so much, but dinner conversations are talking about our days, except we all had the same day. We haven't been away from each other for months. My husband is back at work and usually not at home. We all watch Netflix and eat in silence. It's terrible, but also so wonderfully quiet. <laughs> and Carrie, I'm going to say I support you in this decision, and it's totally fine. Yeah. I mean, maybe not every day, but sitting down for a dinner conversation gets rough every day, too. That's why yo-yo dinners are so good, right? I think my favorite part, everybody's favorite part of yo-yo dinner is the independence. It's less the cereal for dinner than the no cleanup, no talking, just like everybody leave me alone, right? Let me just pretend I'm alone here. And I do think a lot of the role of family dinner is let's check in with each other. You know, normally you're rushing to soccer and he's got gymnastics and you're da-da-da-da and blah, 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 and let's all sit and chat. And it's true that I just ordered a bunch of people have talked about them. Those like table topics cards. Yeah, it's me. It's me talking about them. Yes. Have you used no, them? We haven't done it yet, but actually they haven't arrived, but I ordered <laughs> them. I haven't actually got my hands on them yet. But I mean, it's true that we definitely find ourselves like, okay, who has a topic they want to talk about? And it's not allowed to be Fortnite because <laughs> I cannot hear one more thing about Fortnite or my head will literally explode. This is definitely easier with older kids. I mean, there's sometimes they don't really want to be at the dinner table and don't want to be talking to us. But when they do want to talk, it can be, you know, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot going on in the world right now. And so our kids, even at their teenage level of engagement, we can talk. Even so, there are nights when you just want to leave each other alone and go eat dinner in your room. And that's fine, I think. That's how we're going to get through at this point. I'm feeling Ashley on this one. She says things she never thought she'd say. I don't care. Usually in response to, can I have a piece of candy? Can I have my iPad? I used to care, really, but I no longer do. I'm feeling Ashley on this one. We're having a lot of like ice cream sandwiches right after breakfast. I'm just like, you know what? Anything that brings you a moment's happiness, just go for it. I don't care. I mean, and I say this all the time. I feel like this is something that I actually give people as advice that, oh, when the kids are at grandma's, they eat too much sugar and they get too many things and they can't, I don't care that they eat bad food when they're at grandma's house. Like, I don't care that they have ice cream for breakfast. I don't think the sheriff's coming back to town and the sheriff is me and the sheriff runs a tight ship. And so what you do on your off days doesn't matter because I've got you 98% of the time. And so that's the rules of life. And I feel like pandemic wise, I'm pretty much the same. I'm like, do you guys want to have ice cream for lunch? It's fine. We'll get back to real life. We know what it looks like. It's fine. But if you have like, it's different if it's like you have a one-year-old and, you know, the great aunt is giving them Tostitos. Like, I think that it's different when they're four or five and they know what ice cream is. I think you get to say when it's like a baby, a toddler, what your kid is eating, but you also are getting free babysitting or not. But wait, why Why does it matter if a baby eats Tostitos? Why does it matter if a baby eats Tostitos? Well, there's some people that don't want their kids eating that stuff. And the later you go before eating that, the less of a taste you have for it later in your life. Like Tostitos have like MSG in them. There's reasons. Mm. Don't agree. Disagree. <laughs> We're going to have to leave this on a controversial note because Amy and I are in full conflict about this. Let the baby eat Tostitos. We'll be right back. 
Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health, and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E. Lumen.me and use the code Fresh at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. And now, more things we say now. From the What Fresh Hell podcast. I'm sorry, you guys are on your own. Mommy does not know how to divide fractions. Yeah, all the kids are in school. For now. No, 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 back away. Hugging grandma is not allowed. So how about for Thanksgiving, we make our own dinners and then you can bring it over and sit on the lawn and we'll talk to each other through the windows. It'll be an adventure. Do you have your lunch? And your mask? And your hand sanitizer? And your backup mask? We're really doing fine, thank God. Everyone's healthy, for now. I don't care if it's Zoom school, you still have to wear pants. I mean, it's allergies, right? It's probably allergies. Okay, fine, I guess we can get a dog. I think we should get another dog. You know, I like that restaurant. They have the tables set up so pretty in the parking lot. Nothing, nothing is what's for dinner. You're on your own. Listen, you get that butt in front of a screen and don't move until I tell you. You know, we're making it work. We're managing not to kill each other. For now, this has been More Things We Say Now from the What Fresh Hell podcast. All right, so Elizabeth has a good one that I think I really relate to. The things she never thought she'd say, yes, Zoom Hebrew school does seem like a giant waste of time, especially since you're already on Zoom school all week. I agree. Let's blow it off. My kids have quit some activities outside of school that makes me sad, but it's also like the Zoom singing, the Zoom dance class. It is a pale imitation of what it usually is, and it is 
six more hours of Zoom that you don't have to be doing. And so let's just not do it this year. It makes me sad, but I'm saying it and meaning it. Yeah, I mean, we are having this with several things as well. And I think also a lot of places came in a little too hot on this. You know, they, I'm going to give you an example, which is CCD for us, which is Catholic. What does CCD stand for, Amy? Do you know? It's Confraternity of Christian Doctrine. Oh, God. Look at you. I didn't even know that. (laughs) But anyway, it's like Catholic education that you go to once a week and then you make your sacraments and it's part of being Catholic. We do it with our kids. We do it with our kids, I would say, with a lack of fervency, but we do do it. All this to say, the original CCD instruction that came out was like, the kids go for an hour and a half once a week, which is 15 minutes of snack, you know, then they watch a movie for half an hour, and then they read a passage and answer some questions, and then they have like free talk. It's not 90 minutes of religious instruction, you know, it's probably, I don't know, 30 minutes tops. And the original email that came home from the church was like, CCD will be 90 minutes of Zoom instruction every week with a test. Da, 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 da. And I was like, oh, church, you got to play your zone a little bit here. Like, mm-hmm. we are not, it's not like you can just replicate CCD as if it was something that we were doing in the world. And my sister-in-law who runs a school says this all the time. She says, it's like school has a ton of downtime built into it right? So like you get to class, you settle in, the teacher tells a quick story, you learn for 10 minutes, someone asks if they can go to the bathroom, that takes two minutes of time. That Like in a 45 minute class period, there's probably only, let's say 27 minutes of learning, let's imagine. But that the Zoom, somehow we've decided that Zoom is like 45 minutes of narration in your face. And that CCD is trying to decide that CCD is 90 minutes of Zoom instruction about religion, it's not going to work. And thank goodness, someone clearly had a chat with them and they backed off. But there are things you just got to let some things go by the wayside, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're not doing 90 minutes of Zoom CCD. And another one, a big one, everyone knows that I'm way into the Boy Scouts for my kids. The Scouts is a drag, right? It's you really cannot replicate what makes the Scouts great over Zoom. Right. The last thing these kids need is more Zoom. That's how I feel like when my kids are all like looking at their phones at night, like, oh my God, like after a full day of staring at screens to take a break, you're going to stare at a screen? Like there must be some real life thing we can get engaged in, but there's only so many board games your kids want to play. Yeah, there's only so many board games and the kids, I mean, I realize I love in some ways having, you know, we just had a three day weekend, no plans, no plan, not one plan. We're actually in quarantine right now. So we have no plans. So we can't go anywhere, can't do anything. And I've always been team kind of like, oh, it's so nice to have unstructured time and look at how creative they get and they do. I mean, my kids are like making movies on their iPhone with special effects and doing all this clever stuff and inventing games. And But I realized like it leaves by Monday, everyone's just sniping at each other and completely miserable. Yeah. Like it's hard to just be like, it's free play. And it's still warm in New York. I mean, they're spending a lot of that free play time outdoors, wrestling, you know, playing, jumping around, exploring the woods. That's coming to a pretty harsh end soon. Yeah, you had to remind me. Sorry, guys, I'm trying to not to be a downer, but let's be (laughs) honest, I'm just in a downer place right now. It's not going great. Let's talk a little bit about co-parenting. Okay. 
Amy says, it's not you. Maybe it is. Maybe you just snuck on the board to say this. I told my husband he needs to take the toddler out for a walk this weekend so I can vacuum. (laughs) Amy, you're setting a very low bar there. Facebook, Amy. I'm not sure why the toddler has can't be home when you're vacuuming because she'll be underfoot. Because you hit the toddler with the vacuum. They're always in the way. They want, yeah, or they're afraid or this or. I think the sadness of Amy's story, which she is recognizing herself, is like her great dream is that she could get to vacuum. Yeah. And that is tragic. I mean, on Saturday, our big family activity was cleaning out the minivan and we went all the way. I mean, my minivan looked like something out of like the Muppet movie. Like it was filled with trash. It was unbelievable because we've just been, I don't know, living a gross lifestyle since coronavirus. The five of us went out and attacked this van. We got everything out of it. You know, 80 pairs of shoes. God knows what was in there. And then we took out all of the mats and we vacuumed out every piece of food and every crumb. And then I took out my steam cleaner and I steam cleaned all the seats and all of the, you know, carpeting. And I kept saying to my husband, I'm like, I am personally embarrassed about how excited this is making me. Like, it was the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. (laughs) And I was like, remember when we used to be fun and cool and like go out on Sundays and like drink pumpkin beer in the fall and like walk around with friends. And now like my great joy is steam cleaning my minivan. It's not a pretty life, but it's my life. It's control. It is something, right? You could control the outcome of it and you could see it. I think like another hour spent doom scrolling, you don't have anything to show for it, but you had a minivan that looked terrible and then it was clean and you did it and I get it. Talk about things I never thought I'd say because you know, like I roll pretty messy. Like I'm like, "Eh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. One thing I have found in the pandemic is how much I enjoy cleaning the house. I don't really enjoy it, but it really feeds my soul to clean my house. In a totally new way now. And I think that's why, because it's offline and it's concrete. It's tangible. And it is the simplicity of setting chaos to order Mm -hmm. that is impossible in every other realm. It is unavailable to me. But like making my bed and putting all the shoes neatly away in the closet and like lining up my husband's shoes under his dresser and folding and putting the laundry away and then leaving the room completely clean. It feeds my soul in a way that is sad and wrong. And yet it is my way. I was making coffee this morning and looking out the window at the lousy, rainy morning, and I organized our Tupperware drawer while I was waiting for the coffee to be ready. <laughs> Same thing. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Yeah, like this, I'm going to make this disaster. I can fix my Tupperware drawer. I have a good random one. I thought this was pretty funny. Hit me. Mara says she never thought she'd say, we have someone coming to cut our hair in the backyard this weekend. <laughs> have you gotten your hair done since coronavirus started? Yes, I have. We have a, I mean, I live in New York City, so we have a place where we can get our hair cut and colored. It's like in the lobby of my apartment building. So yes, I have gone in there wearing masks. Everybody's wearing masks. It feels fine to me, but the door is open and you know, yeah, it's something I'm willing to do. But we did do bathroom haircuts back in the spring. We cut each other's hair. I gave myself the full Tiger King back in the spring. And now I have not gotten my hair done since this started. So since March, haven't had it cut. In the beginning, I literally like pulled all the hair from the top of my head and just like cut it off, thinking I was cutting like the front so it wouldn't be in my eyes. And of course, like I gave myself truly a mullet. Like it's now short, like a full crown of short hair over long hair. Yes. It's not great, guys, (laughs) but it's growing out. So my hairdresser always 
has come to my house. She's just kind of a friend of mine and she does my hair in my living room because she doesn't have a salon anymore. So she just comes and does my hair for me. But she hasn't come since this began and she was supposed to come last Wednesday and then we ended up in quarantine again. So like I'm still don't have my hair done, but I'm hoping next week, but I'm afraid she's going to yell at me for giving myself a Tiger King haircut. But you know what? I have to face the music. I did it. And now I have to pay the price. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. What were you supposed to do? Alexandra says, Alexandra's a great friend of ours. And she said, why don't you click on Amazon and see if there's something you want on there? (laughs) And this is such a funny one. Happy birthday. Go click on Amazon. Oh, God. We have all been guilty of like trying to buy our way out of the pandemic. Yeah. A lot of people, Rachel was like, can we buy some new Legos? That's like at least two people talked about overbuying Legos. Like that's a funny one to me. And I've definitely, we had a spring break once where we didn't have plans and then the weather was bad and my husband hadn't taken the week off. So I was like, I'll just take the kids to the Bronx Zoo and I'll take the kids to the museum and I I have a plan. And then by that Friday, I went to Target and I was like, everyone pick something and play with it all day, you know? (laughs) And it's just, you get to the point of like, I have no more plans for you. Can I give Delaney a shout out? Because this is hilarious to me. She never thought she'd say out loud in her house, I'm calling the governor to ask him what your consequence is. (laughs) Her four and a half year old coughed on his younger brother on purpose. Oh. And she said she was going to call the governor and find out. She said in our house, the governor is a daily source of conversation because he is the person making rules about masks, going places, etc. Well, it is funny how much the governor, like how much did you think about Andrew Cuomo before this all started? Yes, exactly. Like not that much. We both live in New York. And like now Andrew Cuomo is like the biggest fixture in our lives. Like, yes. I mean, I could have named the governor of New York, but I didn't like now I'm like, oh, I wonder how he's doing with the three daughters and the meatball dinner they have on Sundays and the boyfriend who's dating one of the daughters who he doesn't like that much. Like I know so much about (laughs) Andrew Cuomo. It's insane. (laughs) Much more than I ever wanted to know about. Andrew Cuomo. And he is a lot busier than he ever thought he would be, I suppose. Yeah. Listen, governor is not a great job right now. Not a great job. But yeah, like uh, Governor Whitmer, never thought I'd know the name of the governor of Michigan. Is she the governor of Michigan? <laughs> like, yeah. Governors are household names now. Never thought I'd say that. Yeah, everybody. That's right. It's like it's a whole new world. Emily says, don't put the grocery news away. I haven't disinfected them yet. I mean, <laughs> are we still doing that? We're just eating like normal people now. Yeah, I never really did do this, but it's also because like my family had COVID so early. I'm like, okay, I am going to let myself off the hook of Cloroxing the apples. Yeah, but she said it, but she did it and she said it and she didn't think she would. Yeah, I don't think we have to do that anymore, Mm -mm. guys. I don't think we have to disinfect the groceries. I mean, again, we're not medical experts. Don't ask us, but I'm thinking you can maybe let that go. Melanie says she never thought she'd say, please don't touch my child. Yes, I know she's cute. Please don't touch my child. That's probably a rule we can carry forward, actually. Yeah, I see now there's like a thing that you can put on the stroller that's like, don't touch the baby. It's funny. Yes, like a road sign, right? Like, beware. Yeah, I guess like people lean in and randomly like touch your kid. I don't know. I hate, but don't put it in the baby's voice. I have my pet peeve for those. Like, mommy, love something. <laughs> yeah, that, it's a funny, we have to do a pet peeves episode because you have some really funny ones and people speaking in a funny voice as the baby is such a random pet peeve, but it's really strong for you. Yeah, yeah. I don't even mean like baby talk. I mean like the thank you note, like mommy says that I couldn't have my, you know, blocks if I'm a good boy. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do it. No, it's that's a funny pet peeve. Like, why do you care? I don't know, but I love that you hate it. 
Amy, we're going to finish strong with a couple of things from our Facebook group and a major revelation, okay? I know sometimes people don't listen to the end of the podcast, but you have to stay. This is like, you know, in Marvel movies where they have the scene that comes on after the credits. This is going to be like that. Are you ready? Yes. I can't believe two years ago, my husband said no dogs. We have two now. And he bought the last one. Allison says, yes, we can get a puppy. I mean, the (laughs) pandemic puppy thing is crazy. It's such a cliche. I must know 20 people who've gotten dogs since this began. Yeah. Are you leading up to an announcement? Amy, I am leading up to an announcement. So it's a hedged announcement. But if you listen to this podcast, you know my feelings about animals and how much I hate them. I know one thing about Margaret. It's that no dogs, no dogs. Okay, so I have caved and we are going to weekend foster some dogs. <gasps> Can you just stream the entire experience for us? Yeah, I mean, I think I won't be that involved. My deal was I talked to my husband about it. So it's a program where they have dogs that are being trained to, you know, service dogs. Okay. So they're in training most of their lives. But on the weekends, they like them to socialize with families. Oh, my gosh. And so for the weekends, we will be taking care of a golden <gasps> retriever service dog for two days oh. on the weekend. And the, I mean, presuming this golden retriever is super well trained and because it's a service dog. That's what I'm assuming. So I think, I mean, guys, when my kids write mean books about what a horrible person I am, could you please remind them that I spent like 80 hours of my life researching how to get a dog into their lives that I could tolerate. And this is what I came up with. And it's kind of genius. (laughs) It's two days a week. It's a golden retriever little puppy. And because when it's grown, it goes to live with its person who it's helping. I see. And it's a well-trained dog that will live with us two days a week. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm happy for them. I have one kid especially who is an unbelievable animal lover. And when I see him with dogs, it makes me feel sad that we don't have a dog. But I would feel so much sadder if we had a dog for myself. Yes. And so as we always say on the podcast, try to find your middle, like what you want versus what the other person wants. 50% what you want, 50% what your kid wants. And I think we have come to a lovely solution. So anyway, my husband is going to the training on Saturday. And we don't know when we'll be placed with our first dog. But that's the big reveal. Oh, my gosh. I'm getting a dog. But not really. I'm getting like a sixth of a dog. I never thought I'd say this. That sounds like a great idea. Like The dog is the one dependable, in a good mood, here to roll around on the floor. Our dog is not losing her mind in month seven of this. She thinks it's going great because there's people around all the time. And just it's the one beacon of constant positivity in our cranky yo-yo dinner world. I'll let you know how it goes. I'm apprehensive. And yet I like the idea of a dog that leaves my house. It's like a baby. I love the idea of a baby, but I want the baby to go home. with Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's mom at the end of the day. And this is sort of the dog version of that. Wow. Big changes coming to the Wet Fresh Hell podcast. Guys, there's no consistency at all. There's <laughs> nothing you can depend on if we're getting a dog. Nothing you have no. said matters if this is... There's no point in going on, guys. She's changed her mind. You know, lions are lying down with lambs and we're getting a dog. Exactly. Speaking of biblical references, this is a biblical reference podcast now and a pro-dog Straight, strange turn. Crazy. Guys, that's all we've got for you for now. Come to Facebook and you can see pictures of my dog. 
at What Fresh Hellcast. Not yet, because we don't have it yet. Frankly, my husband could fail the training, and we might never get a dog. Oh, don't. You got our hopes up. But we've got a plan anyway. Now we really need to get a dog. And yeah, we have to get like six letters of recommendation. It's pretty serious. You didn't ask me. Well, no, because I've said so many things about dogs to you. Oh, I right. thought you would probably write a bad recommendation. Right. I'm glad I didn't say the name of the organization, because our listeners might write in and be like, do not let that woman have a dog. She's a horrible person. <laughs> no, 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 no. We want to hear everything about what you're thinking about the pandemic, what you think about me getting a dog. Come to the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash whatfreshhellcast and join the group. Yeah. And we're also on Instagram and Pinterest at whatfreshhellcast. We're on Twitter at WFH podcast. And we didn't have studies this week, but we will, as always, put links to the things we discuss up on our website, which is whatfreshhellpodcast.com. Guys, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Hang in there, everybody. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.